Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I got, no, I, don't, I got reverb. I got space camp. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was weird. And that was a long rambling. Yeah. I think. Okay. Why did these characters. And okay. So why in this particular time did the Punisher have a computer guy? Yes. I think. Okay. I think it was because of the age <laughs> that the computers like existed in the public arena that nobody believed that mm -hmm. just a regular punisher could operate a computer himself <laughs> he would have to have an expert in order to do it mm -hmm. and so i don't think it was that is true i remember i do remember as a counterpoint to verify that do you remember cobra the gi joe bad guy the the chris uh no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was kind of vague. No, the uh, yes. Sylvester Stallone Excuse movie. me. Narrow your cobras down. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, I do remember Cobra. Right. Good point. <laughs> yeah, that's the Sylvester Stallone movie. He he. There's a scene in that where he does like computer hacky stuff. And it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah, no, I don't buy that. Because it's just... A, I mean, I was a kid. Sure. Because <laughs> it's just a guy. You need a specialist. You need somebody, like, in a lab coat. And I think the the most definitive version of this is Sam Jackson in Jurassic Park as the... Oh, yes. Right? That's, like, the most definitive... Well, that has a white hat and a black hat, ironically, because they're reversed. But, like, you know, there's the good guy computer hacker and the bad guy computer hacker in Newman. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I had to, I'm Hammond was of oh you know, he was a victim to their shenanigans. Shenanigans, yeah. Because right. a common man couldn't understand computers. That's the thing. He had dinosaurs, but mm -hmm. his computer system was what vexed him. <laughs> yeah, and it is like a like you know, you think that like graphic based in your like, you know, like Windows three which was the first time that I remember like a point and click. But before then, it was like you do have to enter like Lines you know code. runes into some sort of isometric, yes. <laughs> you know, like and the the summon the door. Like so, I see why you would think you need a wizard, yeah. to do this kind of yeah. Like and I think that now it's kind of dumb because it's just a thing on your phone, you know. Sure. And they're even like coming up with like these things that can write apps for you. So, like, if you don't know how to code, you have an app to, like, make an app? Yeah. I think I'm using one of those. For what? Um, because I'm playing Breath of the Wild and I'm doing a completionist thing. And there's, like, you know, 120 shrines and 900 Koroks. And I was like, I need a fucking... I need a clicker. I need, like, a... I need, like, a journal. <laughs> oh, wow. And there's an app. There's an app that's, like, you... You go to the map and you click on the shrine and you said I did the shrine and I got the treasure and you know that you did it. And and you're like, you know, I've got four more to do and I'm done or whatever. But it also feels like it was probably a pretty form app that could be, you know, used for Fallout or used for that whatever. The programmer is just running it for all these different games. Right. And I think that's what it is. And you can probably just do that with a, you know, there's probably a program where you enter in specific information about a specific video game and it turns it into that specific app. Right. Um, I assume. This is like, I. that's how I view it happening. But I, but I don't know shit about, I don't know shit about, like, software development, really. Well, I mean, there's... There's a new government initiative to help you out with that, James. 
I really don't think. I mean, I think learning to code might be what they're that might be the best foot forward, but it's really how to transition you <laughs> from thinking you're going to get a art a liberal arts job into understanding the beautiful world of warehouse distribution uh, working. Right. <laughs> like I think that we have, you know, we have a middle class population and no like a middle class grown population and no middle class jobs to offer them. So this is just sort of a breaking it to them gently. Right. Breaking it. They're they're going to uh, transition you to vocational school. Yeah. Essentially that's what they're doing. I mean that's what they're they're advocating. Yeah. And yeah. It's just another hustle. You know, basically it's just like another scam. God, it's just you know. Like I, I, I kind of like um there's a whole lot of one of the things because my views towards it and that I, I think I said it in the tech. Yeah, it's been my thing is that it, when it occurred to me that this could the scale and scope of it it could be like American Chernobyl. And maybe not go as fast, but No, 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 that's the thing is we're know. the slow yeah. it's the slow Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the slow guy. Slow ride. Yeah. But you know, from yeah, it was uh, that was a culmination of all the sclerotic elements of their society. Um, and sort of traumas of the past that they couldn't get over and couldn't move forward. And then something happens that just is epically horrible. And they can't put themselves together to do anything about it. And so, and that's just the end because then you go, that's when the Eastern Bloc countries started thinking, what the, what the fuck are we scared of? You know, you know, a generation ago, they would have came through and killed, you know, 100,000 of our men. Like, what are we scared of? They can't. They're, and I feel they like. They turned that's, into Woody from way. Toy Story 4. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. What? what and so I they think... took a hard look <laughs> at themselves. And they're like, what? And they just said, why the fuck are we with these people? <laughs> well, fuck them. And so, and, and, and I really do think that, like, like I just start thinking, like I think of that more. Like, why the fuck? Like, and then, and then, so you start thinking, well, people are going to start like not just not being scared of America. Not you know, there's all kinds of things about losing. But well, we're it all starts with <laughs> like 20 years ago when children get gunned down in their schools, and then mm-hmm. nothing happens. Like that's when nothing, and happens. then then all of a sudden. You know, at the same time, people's health insurance gets exponentially worse every year until you have, you know, the last 10 years. Every human interest Mm -hmm. story is about how you had to be like a community rallies to give somebody a lung or something. And and it's a heartwarming story, but to outsiders, it's horrifying because they're like, what? You just don't have an infrastructure to get yourself <laughs> a new lung? You had to have, like, children sell lemonade for your lung? Like, so I think that it's a common, like, it's been building. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> we're, we've been the weird, powerless ones. Like, I, I think the shells have been falling from the world's eyes for, a, slowly. This is just, ex- Slow. this is yeah. just another Acceler- accelerating well, what country in the history of the world can lose 20 years of wars 
and then doubt on top, you know? So, like, just do the m- basic math on that one. <laughs> but I think right. that what was prop, <laughs> like, you know, just the history class isn't full of, they lost 20 years of wars and ended up just fine. Like, so. <laughs> but you should I, have seen what their companies did at the box office. <laughs> that's what it yes that's what it is it's that that, that that there was all this money still kind of going around hey buddy there's all this money sort of going around and then it you just, have a dog so it's so people no it's oh. daniel just poking his head in here um sort of but uh, <laughs> uh no um he you know i it, it's just that there's so we we were able to be distracted financial progress i guess like i remember like you know just the last 20 years it's all stock market stock market and i but every third story was about how about where it was going like ever since occupy wall street it's not like it's that's been the story but that's not the focus because there's also been these other headlines like every people are aware of the gross inequality and the shrinking to look at it but to look at it, it's too big. So it's like it's almost Lovecraftian. We're like scared to look at what we're doing to ourselves because if we stop, then like bedlam or un, you know just you know unrest or whatever, we're so scared. So that's sort of what of, I mean. Not to segue away from what you're saying, but that's basically <laughs> the thesis of overstory, or maybe the the I don't know. I don't know yet. Is that whenever you... Where are you at? I am almost done with Trunk. Almost. I finished Trunk, and then so we're about... I'm at the place where Adam is in the the treehouse talking to uh, Nick and Olivia. Mm -hmm. So, and 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 he's trying to do his... his, Oh, so you have a little bit more. A little bit more to go. You have a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still Mm -hmm. have a... I I still have like, like another day's worth of reading, and I'll be done with with it i'm mm-hmm. i'm over i'm over two-thirds of it but i have a little bit more yeah 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 i'm in in trunk like i've read there's like yeah okay anyway but, but i b- mm-hmm. think i know what the book is i still think i know what the book is about and you think what do you think it's about with this well because we're basically at the same point i definitely think that is about humanity and like humanity basically knowing its place in in the universe like like yeah. having a healthy like humanity having a healthy view yeah, of like, where it belongs in the grand scheme of things maybe somebody needs to set us down and tell us we're not the main characters in the story <laughs> you know mm-hmm. right i i got the feeling that that was like the but okay so there's that but there's also mm-hmm. this other work that he's doing that is incredibly powerful and moving in which the human relationships in the story are very real mm-hmm. and therefore like important and meaningful relationships. So I think that he's going mm-hmm. in like in people are impactful uh, on each other like people are good for each other. So, yes. in mm-hmm. in a very real, I keep on saying real, but I mean that what I mean is not in mm-hmm. a superficial way, in like a healthy way, yeah. and also like fully realized, rendered 
like fictional way mm-hmm. too, like well earned and stuff. So I think that he's saying something about like, and also I think maybe the hu- maybe the actual thesis of the story he said when he was talking about Adam's uh, interest in academia, where it's like the, we don't know anything, but we should be like humility and I forgot the great line about humility, oh, yeah. but. I think maybe that was that's actually the thesis of the book. That's the cool moment where the eucalyptus tree pops. Yeah. And that was, um, that's a thing, because in June, because that was in Santa Cruz, where he was. And um, they do all pop. Like, they pop off their bark, and it looks like shit. It looks like the tree explodes. Like, there's shrapnel everywhere, but it's the bark. Hmm. Uh, and it does it, like, every June. Um, that's something about the way that people help each other. That's two of the... You know, the book's got a lot of tree facts, we like to yeah. say. But the two sort of I made of the facts joke that, that what if Richard focus- Powers hates trees? <laughs> like, because yes, I can't wow. imagine. Because I can't imagine. <laughs> what if what if he actually hates trees? Because that would just, like, add to his legend, I guess. That he was able to, yes. like. He wrote all that and he fucking hates trees. Right. Um, but the two facts, and one of which I heard when I went to, the first time I went to Muir Woods, one of the rangers said this, and I, that uh, the part where Patricia realizes that trees communicate to one another. Right. Um, in the book. And that was real. Like, that's real. <laughs> um, and the, the gar, uh, one of the people at the Muir Woods was telling us about, like, all of the science that the trees do all of this shit amongst themselves through their roots intertwining and everything and then leaf expression that they actually communicate information that would help other trees even though it offers them nothing right and then in this book something i didn't know which is the book uh, about the douglas firs pushing all of their sugars as they're dying into their roots so that other trees can utilize it. it yes the free yeah. yes the wer- the werefels it, it was that. called their welfare state it was like their right. yes uh-huh. yes yeah so that that idea of the human inner because as you watch all of these different characters intertwine and i'm not sure any of them are necessarily antagonists i think you're like i think i keep waiting for that to be the case but oh really you know, what, I mean, like, am I right? Oh, you think some of them are antagonists? No, I'm saying I haven't, oh. no, I'm like, I'm like, I'm I was getting to ready think, to say the opposite. I don't think any of them are. Like, I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, no, I don't think any of them no. are antagonists to each other no. at all. Like, this is not. There are no there are villains, no villains in, in this. This story. is like almost a Miyazaki type. <laughs> it's like, he, it's he like a He even shows the loggers in the most sympathetic well, light Sometimes. Possible. I mean, they're working class. Sometimes, but the owners know. But like the, like, no, you know, I, and he does show it as culture. He does, he does, <laughs> he does, there's like not all, not all, it's a hashtag not all loggers. There's a couple. No, not all loggers. There's a kind of. <laughs> A-Lab. There's kind of a, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a moment where there's. But no, I'm I'm extremely happy that I'm reading this book in this yeah. this year. It is an incredibly raw, I said this in the text, but like yeah. it's a raw book. It's not mm-hmm. You need to like give your like give yourself some time away from it, especially if you read the Yeah. <laughs> That's what I I definitely Yeah, because too. it's And also if like, you don't give a rip about I guess if you don't care about like if you have a detachment 
just like in, to to mm-hmm. the state of things or nature, I guess. Yeah. I guess, but anyway, but yeah, yeah. No, that's almost the, like because it it the book doesn't have like an antagonist. No, like a person that's like the bad guy, and then it's because there's sort of like he's trying to do a lot of stuff, and that. I don't know. I'm interested to finish it. I, I, I'm going to finish. I'm, I didn't put it. I put it down for Hill World reasons, not put it sure. down for, like, yeah, like for. Ah, this is boring. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's the most. It's goes. the most raw book I've read in. I don't know any other mm-hmm. way to describe it other than like, just just ton of tons yeah, of raw emotion on every page, and it, it's almost like perspectivelessness. There's there's no like I don't know like. It's just all interior of these characters. Well, that's that's what I was going like, to wonder. Like, is he going to, like... I wonder if he's going to hit us over the head, like, with some, like, hopefulness at the end? Um, I don't... I know that the book... Because if this is... I mean, feels, the book won the Pulitzer Prize, and it was a huge... I mean, it was the huge... Like, it, it got all of the attention that you want a book to get. Sure. Like this. Um, but it got, like, the negative attention was that it that it was pessimistic towards the future from like a, I think from like a, you know, there's like an activist class of environmentalists that's trying to push up like a sunny tomorrow. If we do this today kind of thing, right? Not to demotivate people. And then basically. Yeah. And then there's the Jonathan Franzen school, <laughs> you know, the pushback on that could also, I think be pushback on this is that maybe there is a nihilism. Like, but you know. I don't think that anything is humane as this is. Like the situation, yeah. the situations are in here. Like this is what it is. It's a book about people like dealing with the bleakness of a situation that's out of their control, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Do you feel that mm-hmm. way? <laughs> I'm always checking because oh, yes, I'm like yes, I'm like yes. I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> over halfway done in, in this thing. And okay. it feels like sometimes I don't know what I'm, what it is I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's such a weird, but it's it, in its weirdness. There's no. It's not like a you know '60s new wave book. It's where, not like, naked no, lunch. No, okay. It's, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not insane. It's not like you know. It's so no, trippy. It's, it's, it's actually it's like the most sanest thing you've ever read, which makes you wonder if it's yeah. insane. Yeah, like yeah. it's so weird in its times, and he's re- he's he's a good writer, oh. and it's not. Yeah, there are very like, few missteps. Yeah, I yeah, mean, we've yeah, talked about the one writer. famous one in the story. That yeah, <laughs> and if that's yeah, like yeah. that you. But I, here's there's another one that like there's one note where um, it was right before they got their fake name, like their hippie names, their hippie power names. Mm-hmm. Olivia and Nick are mm-hmm. uh, meeting their cohorts for the first time. And mm-hmm. there's a lady who's sort of not Loki based on a, based on a real right. person. Okay. So there's a lady who, and yeah. she's got the bullhorn and she's explaining mm-hmm. how, She's the woman that I sent you a tweet about. She's based on the woman I sent you a tweet about once that, like, the FBI blew up her... She accused the FBI of blowing up her car. Right. Like, she was... Yeah, yeah. Like, she's an interesting but person. anyway, this yeah. one particular speech, yeah, there it's like a rousing mm-hmm. speech that gets the, like, the other hippies. I could just call them hippies, but they're activists. But, um... Yeah. 
I can almost smell them through the words, but the, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. And she explains how like capitalism works and how laws are made. And it just goes on and it feels like a, it doesn't feel like a rousing speech where people are clapping. It feels like, um, just like an explainer. For maybe if you didn't already yeah like he's needing to get he needs exposit- to get you in this headspace to know yeah and so but mm-hmm. the, but they were like it, it wasn't pithy at all it was like an in-depth bullhorn yeah. talk and i'm like this is <laughs> nobody would be saying all this to a bullhorn and like cheering after every sentence like this is an explainer this is yeah. for the book doesn't really feel very yeah but like other than that and the other thing that we've talked yeah, about i wonder if he yeah i yeah that's it yeah he's uh, i'm wondering where his relationship is with like because i think that he's i wonder what someone who was in those because there's people around here who was in those logging wars uh and i in the like politics here and i wonder if they like if he was with them or is he trying to like piece it together from like people he met and i guess he teaches at stanford oh really and which is yeah, which is real close to Santa Cruz. Well, so. that's where Neely. Like, and that's, that's where, where Neely goes, yeah. right? Like, so that's mm-hmm. why he was able to explain yeah, all and those, most of like, those, everything that he sees, real in depth of, on the campus. Yeah, oh, that mm-hmm. makes sense. So I think, and I've seen those. I wanted to go back last week because uh, Allison works right next to the campus. And oh, could you like run day, into him at like, Chipotle and then like one day if you wouldn't? Probably. I mean, I don't. It's way over there. It's way. It's not in my neighborhood, but um, but it's where she works. And I was wanting to go to the campus one day. Well, like, well, I was like, well, we'll just go to Stanford and, and, and see it. But it just didn't work. And I wanted to see those trees because I assume that that's somewhere he can go. And so I wanted to see that, but I, I never got That would have been cool to see the Neely, the Neely trees. Yeah. Yeah, those, yes, those. Uh, and that fig, I don't know if I've ever, like that banyan. That got me really into wanting to see a banyan fig. Hmm. Like yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. But, um, yeah, I really like, especially the one that Douglas falls into in Cambodia or wherever he works. Right. Or, uh, that looks, that looks cool. <laughs> yeah. How old is Richard Powers? Is he a Gen X writer? Yeah, I think he's Gen Xer. I think he's a contemporary while, I mean, I, I was introduced to him as one of those. So he's like the same age like, as he's Olivia. Like, like I would picture... Yes, yes. I bet he was wrapping up college in 1990. That sounds about right to me. Because when I first heard about him, it was probably 2001, 2002. So he's like 10 years older than us. And, yeah, and he had like a few books out by that point. So, And he's wrote pretty consistently since then. So He's really... He, he don't get lost in a subject. He, he turn, I mean, I guess he probably does, but he turns around. He has, he's published a lot. He's really good. He really is. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all on sort of different subjects, too. Like, they're all, like, uh, you know, like, he, he goes into a di- lot of different worlds. He has a book on race um, that was well thought of. Like, I think it, you know, whatever it did, it, <laughs> it did it well. Um, so, hmm. yeah, yeah. He's a, I think of him kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know temperamentally, but like, I, I, I always thought like 
the logical thing is you would see him on panels or in book in short story collections with W.T. Volman and and Franzen, and so I think he's of that era. But probably ultimately the most, other than Franzen, the most successful. But Franzen's just got the Oprah stuff. But Powers has been pretty consistently like he's did it. He's done it. Powers has done it on his own or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't the Reese Witherspoon. Well, now, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, now they're selling. Uh, I mean, because they sell Overstreet. I, I saw it at the Muir National Park gift shop. So he's selling them on the sites. He's getting them where they're the most in- when they would be the most interested in this stuff. So, hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So I got to see a. I had a good uh, like. Uh, I had a good. I got to see a big ass old tree today, or this weekend, and that made me happy. I was wondering so if you I went. Had a, I had a Richard Powers you, moment. Oh, I was like, you went back today? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's it's on the other side of the state. How far of a drive was that? Three and a half hours there, uh, and then and then that was to get to one of those because Yosemite's. We didn't go into Yosemite because it's. It's really like limited capacity, right. and we tried to get tickets and couldn't. But um, because we're not a national park, I think it goes to pass holders first, and whatever. Um, and so we didn't get to go into the park itself because that was contained. But the national forest around it had open trails. Hmm. So yeah, so we got to go to that. So I I didn't see. Uh, the grizzly tree, which is, I think, the biggest tree in the world, the biggest known tree in the world. But I did see the second biggest, which was that, uh, which was bull buck, I think. And it was, yeah, that was the one that was, they say it's 2,600 years old, but it's probably like 21. Hmm. 21? Just fucking old. Yeah. You know, just say. older than Jesus, not older than Jesus and Right. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it was shit. You know, is that the one? Is that That's the one that big. you showed? You sent the picture of? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing you don't realize from like pictures is just how like little like the, the trees around it that look real small. No, they're they're like hundred feet. Yeah, they're really they're really trees. big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're big fucking trees next to it. So that's the thing is you're in like, you know, it was just a, like a lot of just big ass ponderosa pines and shit. So you had everybody in the car and for three hours? Yeah, it wasn't. We all, we all got iPads now, man. We, it was okay. It was actually like some of the first time me and Allison got to talk. Oh, yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah, because kids yeah. had their headphones in. Yeah. Yep. And so, and then we stayed in a hotel room. Was, oh, uh, you! We got oh, like you a, sp- yeah. We like we spent the night because they had like a like a thing, and they assured us they went through the cleaning process. And we're like, okay. And it was at limited capacity in, so it wasn't like a hotel where they're turning over a lot of people. Um, but we felt safe, and then we went and uh, we spent the night there, and went. Yeah, and I went hiking the next day, and then came back. Yeah. Did the, oh, the family didn't go hiking. Well, yeah, we went hiking the, well, li- yeah, we went hiking a little bit on each day, so Sadie is a, limits how much we can really. Oh, she really can't get after it being small. <laughs> yeah. We were on one little trail and it was like, because uh, it's, it's near Yosemite, so you get all of the, the guys who do this, like, 
intensely. But we're like on this little hike trail and uh, to this cliff head that's called the Fresno Dome, which is like a cliff head over the sort of west side of the mountain range. And um, and we're there and there's just two guys like come up behind us at the bush and they were like, did y'all come from the parking lot? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, good, we've been lost here for a day. What? <laughs> Oh my gosh! And they, but they looked like, but they were also rock climbing that more. They just little stone kids, man, like twenty-five year old. Uh, oh, kids, then they're gonna know. be like they're gonna be fine, no matter like too young and dumb. Yes, to, like yeah, no, they weren't like they weren't like starving. Like they had backpacks. They're okay, cool, like you know. And I was like, I guess, I guess some people are living. You know, they're doing COVID okay. I guess these kids. Yeah, and they also had like all the gear from like repelling because they climb up the rock faces on the Sierra Nevada because it's got all these sheer rock cliffs and that's so that's like the where El Capitan where they the, they made that free solo movie about and so all of those nerds do that stuff I say they're nerds they climb mountains like <laughs> it's cooler than playing video games but like uh, and then they you know so it looked like that was kind of cool. But then you realize some people, like, I, I don't know. I had one of those, I wish I was young again, you know. Like, oh. I, I wish I could go back and be young better. That's what I wish uh-huh. I could do. Yeah. I think I could ace being young again. I was like, give me that second time. They The the phrase youth is wasted on the young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Wade, is Wade going to jump on here? No, He might just... Work himself. He might just listen, find out about all this by listening to our show. He might just find out about this. Uh, yeah. And he did.